Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. NYC. NYC. Welcome to NYC Now. Your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Monday, October 23rd. Here's the Midday News from Michael Hill. The family of a missing teenager last seen entering the East River on Friday afternoon says a dare on social media might have led him to jump into the water. Elena Godfrey is Kavion Brown's great aunt and says the 13-year-old was on his way to watch a sports game before he went into the water from Manhattan's East River Park. Godfrey is urging parents to talk with their children about the potential risks of online peer pressure. You need to speak to your kids about people saying, I dare you to do something or pressure you to do something, because this is the problem with society today. Police still are searching for Brown, who lives near the park with his parents and siblings. NYPD scuba divers, that is, scoured the river yesterday but did not find him. Trains on Metro North Hudson Line likely will run on an adjusted schedule through the rest of the week after a mudslide in Westchester brought service to a standstill over the weekend. Metro North Railroad President Kathy Rinaldi says plenty of work still must be done to clear train tracks at Briarcliff Manor, but many trains are still running. A couple canceled trains in the morning, a couple canceled trains in the afternoon, but by and large the service is, is pretty much back to normal. Trains started running on an updated schedule in time for this morning's rush hour. Amtrak says service between New York City and Albany, which the mudslide also suspended, is expected to get back to normal sometime today. 57 with sunshine now, mostly sunny and 64 high with a slight breeze out there. I can see that flag whipping in the wind. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny and 65 as we begin this climb toward temperatures in the mid-70s this week. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk regularly teams up with the nonprofit Street Lab to highlight stories from neighborhoods across New York City. We recently set up shop at Industry City in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Here's some of what we heard. My name is Juan Pablo Caicedo. I am from Bogota, Colombia, and now I live in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I really like the neighborhood that I'm living in. It's been also a journey uh, of learning about the whole Caribbean culture, realizing that New York and the Caribbean are so connected. I think there's a lot of life in the street. There's a lot of cultural and musical expression that's something similar to Bogotá and to Latin America that you listen to. Everyone's there with music and there's a lot of food vendors in the street. I think that's why I like it. I feel in a different version of my Latin American home, although I'm in New York City. 
My name is Rebecca Giuliano and I live in between Fort Greene and downtown Brooklyn. Big things in my life right now are that my oldest daughter has started kindergarten. There's nervous, cautious optimism, and then <laughs> there's the getting up an hour early from preschool. I feel like I got shot out of a rocket every day. That's like the struggle any working parent is gonna talk about. You know, we get up, we take her to school, and then I try and carve out just a little bit of time for myself before I'm, you know, heads down at work. And then my head comes back up around five o'clock as I'm thinking about dinner and just trying to balance it all is difficult, but it's probably the same for so many other people. I'm, I'm not the only one and I'm actually very, very lucky. I have support and I know there are a lot of other people that aren't in the same position. My name is Belinda Sakodiadu and I'm from Florida. I'm here visiting my daughter Judith who lives in Harlem. Actually, this is my birthday weekend, so this is my birthday treat to myself. And I'm just enjoying being here in New York. There's such a variety. Every time I come, I see something new. I like that it's so diverse. I like that there are a lot of interesting things going on whenever I come here, and I love going to Broadway shows. I come from a diverse background myself. I'm part Asian and part British, and my husband is from West Africa, so my children are even more diverse. They have all those cultures kind of mixed in. I encourage my children to practice tolerance, you know, to be able to appreciate other people and other cultures. My name is Sandy Kaczynski. I live on the Upper East Side in New York City. My story is a public service announcement about seatbelts and being kind. So last Saturday, I was in an automobile accident. I'd been in my car for three minutes before my life changed. Some irresponsible driver felt that it was more important for him to get through the red light than to pay attention to the road. If I hadn't had my seatbelt on, I would have hurtled through the front windshield. There was no humanity that morning. People who were inconvenienced at 7 o'clock in the morning, screaming at the ambulance. So people need to be kind, be nicer, be gentler, drive carefully, drive smartly. Don't drive like your business is more important than everyone else's. And just really, you never know when your seatbelt will save your life. I'm Lynn Lane. I'm from Brooklyn. Basically, I went on this three-day silent retreat. You know, no cell phone, no books, no words, no talking. So after three days of meditation, I think I realized the reaction is just as powerful as the action itself. It's not as passive. It's actually interesting because, you know, in upstate, we're in the woods, everything's quiet. And coming back, you come back to the sirens and all the chaotic parts of New York, which is hard for meditation. But I think at the same time, New York never sleeps. That makes me feel safe in a way. So I actually really want to take that personal growth and then kind of project it into the city and see how the energy mix. A collection of voices from Industry City in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. The next stop for WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk and Street Lab is Adelaide Park in Queens. Look for us on Murdoch Avenue and 180th Street that Saturday, this Saturday, October 28th, from 1 to 3 in the afternoon. That's Adelaide's right there in Queens. So join us there. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
We'll be back this evening. <laughs>